Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast. This is your host, Danny, once again, coming to you with an exciting, uplifting message. And this one, I got a great title for you today because we're going to deal with when God gives us a promise. The promise is real. The title of this episode is The Promise is Real. And I want to encourage you uh, sometimes when you hear a word from God or you believe in God, the enemy comes in with doubt. And to create doubt, uh, this is his job, to make you be double-minded, to make you lose sight on the promise that God has given you. And I want you to hold fast and know that God is, is working. He's working in the midst of your life. He's working in the midst of my life to make sure that all the things that we desire come to pass. So I just wanted to encourage you today to know that God is at heart at work in your life and my life as well. So I just want to encourage you today again. And I want to put, let you know, like my statement always is, and my, my quote is, whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. So you're, you're not alone. Because guess what? You have God chained for you, and you have Danny Hampton rooting for you. And I want to let you know I love you. I'm praying for you. I would love to hear your prayer requests. I hope that you would send some prayer requests in so we can have a testimony party where we can shout and shout and shout and praise God for the victories that are coming in our ways. And, but I want to let you know the promise is real. This is the word that I have for you that God has placed in my heart to break down to you how to uh, stay away from being double-minded when you trust in God and believe in God for things to happen in your life. So I hope that you encourage. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I want to let you know you're not alone because I love you and whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. So I want to just to share this with you. I want to lift you up. I want to know that I'm staying in agreement with you that I care for you and you mean the world to me as you mean the world to God. And I want to be able to pray for you on a daily basis. Uh, I will, you know, just want you to, just to send me in your prayer request so we can share with other people of what God is doing and how God is doing and what God is going to do. How is he restoring things in your life and how he's bringing you to such a place of victory, such a place of just uh, victory in your life. So. Before I start, I'm going to open up in prayer. Oh, precious Father, I pray, Father, for all to listen to this podcast, Father. Uh, that way it was on their heart and mind, that they know that it's on your heart and mind, Father. I pray, Father, that you strengthen them, that you encourage them, that you get them hope, Father, that you let them know that you haven't forgotten about them, that you care about them. And, Father, show them your, your right hand. Let them see how victorious you are. Let them see what you can do in the midst of their circumstances, Father, because I know that you're a great God and a good God. So uh, the scriptures that I've been coming from be coming from the English uh, Standard Version Bible. So I want you to uh, know that because, you know, I know y'all say Danny switch up on us a lot, but the reason why I'm switching up today is because uh, I want the word to impact your heart and mind, but also I want to uh, make you research and say, hey, let's go see what Danny's saying if it's true. Is these things that uh, he's saying that God is really going to do, that uh, the promise is real. So when you get a promise from God, hold on to it. Don't be double-minded. Don't lose heart. And don't lose sight because we serve a mighty and awesome God. So I just want to share that with you today, that we serve a mighty and awesome God. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to go in the New Testament. We're going to uh, come from the book of James. We're going we're gonna to cross probably a multitude of scriptures today. And I will uh, put them down in notes so you're, you can research them. But uh, I want you just to uh, listen, take notes, meditate on the word of God. In the New Testament, the letter, the Apostle James, 
twice used this term double-minded. He used it in James chapter 1, verse 8. In James chapter 4, verse 8, being double-minded is a problem that can damage Christians and can manifest itself in several areas of our life. So we, we want to uh, cut this off at the root, just like how Jesus dried up that uh, fig tree when it had leaves but didn't have no figs. And he was moved about, and he took care and spoke to that tree. And like I said in, the, in, that, in that podcast, we would think Jesus was crazy because he spoke to a tree, you know, in other words. Uh, so I just want to encourage you today that uh, whatever you're struggling with and whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And I want you to have victory in your life. And I want to show you how to get that victory in accomplishing God and his word because his word is forever true. So whatever that uh, is going on, I want to let you know. We, have, we serve a mighty God who's able to save, deliver, to do all the wonderful things that we called him to do. So I just want to encourage you once again. You know, uh, in the Greek, this word double-minded is called dipsipius. And the dis means twice, and the push means the mind. James used to describe someone who is divided in his interests, loyalties, wavering, uncertain, twofold, half-hearted. We will see double-minded as a theme throughout the letter that James wrote to the church. Because uh, double-minded is something that tries to come against you to get you to waver, get you to doubt that God loves you and that God cares for you. But I want you to understand that God is bigger than our problems. And the promise is real. So if God is speaking to you about things that he wants to do for you, don't be discouraged, be encouraged because he's capable and he's able to bring it to pass. And I just wanted to just encourage you with that. You know, uh, and don't uh, think just because you, you struggle that you know that you're doing something wrong because you're not doing nothing wrong because we all struggle. Just like when I talked about Elijah and how he was a, a man who, who prayed and didn't rain for three years and six months. Uh, he was fed by ravens. And also, we know that uh, he even raised uh, the widow's son, in other words. Uh, but he was, he had, fear had came, set in, and set him on a course where he was double-minded in his thinking about what God was doing. So don't feel bad if you're in this position, because guess what? It can happen to anyone of us at any given point in time in our life. So, but I want to encourage you. Uh, even godly men in the Bible sometimes lapse into double-mindedness. John, who baptized Jesus Christ, saw the Holy Spirit descend upon his Savior in a bodily form like a dove and heard a voice from heaven declaring, You are my beloved Son, and you I am well pleased. And you can find that in Luke chapter 3, verses uh, 21 to 22. Yet at the landing in prison, where he was ultimately beheaded, John sent men to Christ, asking, are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And this is also found in Luke chapter 7, verses 19 and 20. Now, we see that John the Baptist, we know that he was a forerunner. He prepared the way. He was such a man of faith that people came out to the wilderness to hear him speak. Uh, but along the way, something happened where the enemy tried to come in and, and let him be confused about what he had been preaching about. So we can see that John the Baptist uh, had a moment. So 
I want you to understand it happens to everybody. So don't feel like that you it only happens to you or just that you're the one who's doubting God. No, it's not that. It's just the fact that these things happen to, to believers. But I want to encourage you that if you're struggling with anything, that God is capable to deliver you. And if, you, if you're just sitting alone and you feel alone and you all beat down, you're all stressed out, you don't know what to do, understand we can pray because prayer is the most powerful thing. And, you know, one of the things that we should do, uh, the first arrow of double mind is James just concerns how we pray. In James uh, chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, he describes one who is dubious and indecisive in prayer. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So I want you to understand that, you know, uh, sometimes we struggle, but we can have the victory because God gives us the victory in everything that we do because he loves us and he's fighting for us. In other words, move like this. There's nothing too big for God. There is nothing too big for God. Hopefully that'll penetrate your spirit and spirit, you know, penetrate your heart that nothing is uh, too big for God. You know, uh, God can resolve any, anything, any circumstances in your life. So I just want to encourage you. So if you believe in God for whatever you believe in God for, you know, if it's for healing, if it's for uh, a mate, if it's for a job, you know, he's capable. In other words, uh, don't let doubt creep in and have you double-minded and thinking that it won't happen because this is just a plan of the enemy to make you feel that God can't take care of you and God can take care of you because I, I'm going to move back to my 30-day challenge that I'm doing, reading Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 to 34, about this challenge, about not doubting, but trusting God in the midst of difficulties. And, and guess what? It's hard because life is real. You know, in other words, you know, it's not easy. I'm talking about uh, it's not easy. In other words, uh, because I have to depend upon God just like you have to depend upon God. And sometimes, you know, it looks like that we ain't going to win that fight, but that's just a lie of devil. Sometimes we feel like that, you know, the odds are so uh, against us that things just can't happen, but that's not the case. I just want you to know that but we can defeat this, this thing called double-mindedness, and we can defeat it just by understanding what it means uh, and what we can do to counteract it. In other words, like a defensive strategy. Remember like this, uh, spiritual warfare, like I told you, is prayer. It's counteracting what the enemy is trying to do would just create doubt and create uh, unrest in the mind. In other words, the mind is a battlefield. So he's trying so hard to make you lose the confidence that you have in God. So we got to have confidence in God. You know, like when you're praying or you're standing in agreement with God, you have to have confidence that he can bring it to pass. In other words, you know, uh, I have a friend, his name Charles. He would tell me, uh, if you're going to worry, don't pray. He would tell him about so you have to know that if you're going to worry, you don't need to pray. In other words, but if you're going to trust God, we're just going to pray and believe and believe that God can do something in a situation that might even seem dead. Sometimes, you know, you might think that uh, it can't be resolved. In other words, you think that uh, it just won't happen for you. I'm not good enough. I done did so much wrong in my life. I don't know why, you know, uh, my life is the way it is, you know, and that's just, that's what you call pity. That's what the enemy wants you to do. The, the enemy wants you to pity yourself. He wants you to feel like, man, 
if I had a, a better way, my life would be different. That's just what he wants you to do. He wants you to feel like that you're alone and that, you know, things just ain't going to happen for you. That, you know, the enemy uh, is going to prevail. But the devil is a liar. The Bible says he's the father of lies. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, uh, and one of the things I want to just say and just talk about is just having confidence in, in God. Uh, when we pray, we got we to gotta ask ourselves this. Uh, if I'm acting according to his will, the Apostle John tells us why it's important now that in confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And that's 1 John uh, chapter 5, verse 14. Uh, we have to have confidence in God, but we also have to be praying that it's his will, in other words, because what I may want, God might not want me to have, you know, so uh, we have to pray in confidence knowing that God is someone, uh, and we're praying in his will that he'll bring it to pass, you know. Just make sure that you're, what you're asking God for that the motive is right. Are my attitudes in life in tune with the will of God? You know, John also stresses the role of obedience and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. See, 1 John chapter 3, verse 22, it talks about, like I, like I said, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things to be added unto you. You'll find out in 1 John 3, 23, it says that uh, his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. So we need to make sure that we are hasten to the things that God wants to do, not the things that we want to do. And we just got to know that uh, God cares about us. And then, like I said, with, the, with our motives, you know, is our motives self-centered or God-centered? James says, be careful what you pray for. You act and do not receive because you act amiss that you may spend it on pleasures. And that's found in the book of James, chapter 4, verses 3. James saying that, you know, the, the thing that we're asking for has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. It's just about me. In other words, it's just about something that self-serving. Uh, so you just want to make sure that you keep your heart and mind focused on the things that God has for you and understand that he can bring those things to pass. And I just want to encourage you that you know that uh, we, we win in the end. And I, I hope that you heard that, that we win in the end, even though uh, you might uh, feel defeated right now, but you win in the end. There's no way that you lose with God because God doesn't lose. Did you hear that? God doesn't lose. You know, uh, I don't know if you're a football fan. In uh, a, you know, the Dolphins, they had a perfect season where they won every game, you know, in other words. And, and they hold on to the fact that they won every game and that they were successful in what they had did. And, you know, and they, and they brag about it to this day. But guess what? God is undefeated because God is the creator of the universe. Uh, there's nothing that we see that doesn't come from out of God's mouth. Did you hear that? That's how powerful words are. Nothing that we see did not come by someone building it, 
It came out of God's mouth. When God said, let there be light, there was light. He said, let there be darkness, there was darkness. So when God speaks, he speaks with all authority on earth because he's God. And so I just want to uh, just encourage you again, you know, to understand that we can defeat this thing called double madness. Uh, and we can and we can live in a life in victorious ways. You know, we we can we can live a blessed life and a stress-free life. And how you live a blessed and stress-free life is to keep your eyes and heart and mind focused not on your circumstances, but on God. And once you keep your heart and mind focused on God, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we can actually think. This is how we do that. If we can't answer yes to the first two questions, God sent the third question will be, then when, when, we sh when we should have no problems, stay single-minded in prayer. Of course, we cannot earn or force a particular response from God. God responds to us according to his mercy and his righteousness, not ours. So whatever we get from God is due to God's mercy and righteousness, not our, not our ours, because, you know, we, we can't uh, do anything unless God gives us to us. But we can't plead with God, and we can't talk to God, and we saw, uh, and one of the things when I talked with, when Moses talked to God, he was able to change God's mind about destroying the children of Israel in the wilderness. So we can speak to God, we can talk to God, so I want you to be encouraged with that. Hearing without, without doing. James' second warning concerns double-minded. Hearing of God. Uh, words found in James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. He shows that double-mindedness can creep into our attitudes, and he admonishes his readers to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. This is verse 22. The followers of Christ should feel happy after reading God's word, but... Our fellowship can, reading the Bible should be the means to an end, to becoming Christ-like. We should go beyond just feeling good to actually striving to be good and pleasant, satisfying feeling can deceive us into thinking that we have accomplished something when we have not. Uh, I want to talk about this miraculous birth of Jesus. It says the story of the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ to his mother Mary has inspired many, rightfully so, yet few are motivated by the story to follow Christ's examples and wills. Now, just think, Mary's a young, young, young teenage girl. And, you know, what do you do if, you know, God tell you you're going to have this child? You know, in other words. But she was uh, so full of faith, you know, she said, be according to your will. In other words, she trusted God, you know. So in other words, but he was born a miraculous birth. Uh, like I said, it was something that God spoke into existence. In other words, this is how powerful that we are. If we begin to understand the power of prayer and what we can do in our world, if we begin to pray and trust God and knowing that God is working in the midst of our circumstances, that uh, we can turn these things around. Uh, and Luke 11 tells the story of a woman who was so moved by the word and miracle of Jesus 
that she exclaimed, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. But Christ responds with another perspective. More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And so, and this is, you know, uh, Luke 11, verses 27 and 28, which you'll find out in this, that when Christ speaks, the woman, she wanted to celebrate the, the birth, the woman that bore him. But he says this, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So, in other words, this is the secret to defeating double-minded, being double-minded. It's just trusting God and keeping his word. In other words, so, as I said with my 30-day challenge, uh, reading Matthew chapter 6, verses uh, 19 and 34, that putting God first. And I also want to just tell you again, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. In other words, there's nothing that you can be going through at this present time that God is not feeling you, not uh, want to love on you. And, but what God really wants us to do is just to truly trust in him. So. And so we're going to defeat this thing called double-mindedness. In other words, we're going to walk in single-minded, just trusting God, even when it seems that is impossible. And sometimes, you know, we have to have some battles that seem impossible to win. We have to have some battles that seem that uh, if God don't come through, it's not going to happen. And that's, that's just victory by itself. In other words, victory is just knowing that, you know, that God is fighting for you. If God is for you, who can be against you? And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I just want to always allude to that. And I want you to be encouraged that you have a God who's caring and that he loves you. And like I said, I would love to hear your uh, prayer request. I would love to hear your uh, testimonies, what God is doing. Oh, I have, you know, I have so many uh, hopes and plans for this podcast that it would just reach the multitude of people. In other words, that, you know, some people would change, that we would change, uh, you know, right now, and that uh, our families would change because, you know, that we lived the life. And I just want to share with you one thing that God has put on my heart this year, and this is what he put on my heart. Walk. Just walk it. In other words, don't try to beat into somebody what they're not doing or anything like that. He told me, if I just live the life, if I just live the life, uh, it'll bless people. And so I'm living the life today. I'm here to share God's word with you because I want you to have victory. I want us all to have victory. I want us all to stand up and shout and clap and say, Hallelujah. I want, to, I want to say that to you. I want to say, Hallelujah. I want to praise God. I want to, I want to, I want to uplift his name. Because, you know, it says in Psalms, it said, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. So we should be praising God in the midst of our difficulties. And like I said, I don't know what you're going through, but I want to tell you, but you're not alone. Because guess what? God loves you, and God sent me to pray for you and help encourage you to know that you have victory in your life over your circumstances that there is nothing that you can't do without God on your side. And so I just, you know, just want to just talk about the goodness of God, you know, and, and let you know that, you know, uh, we live in such a, a world right now where so much uncertainty, especially with COVID. You know, in other words, uh, some people went to work and haven't been back to work. That might seem crazy to you. It is crazy, in other words, some, we're walking around with face masks. In other words, just think, 
back in the, you know, back in the days, you'd see some other face mask, you'd think he was a criminal. You'd be like, oh. but now, you know, we all walk around like surgeons. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, I've just been, you know, just got to light, lighten it up some, you know, that, you know, we walking around like surgeons. I'm talking about now we know what a surgeon feels like, you know, in other words, that when they go into the operating room, so this means this gives us an opportunity to pray for the people in the medical field. Let's pray for the nurses and doctors. Oh, precious Father, we pray for anybody in the medical field, from the, uh, the paramedics to the people who uh, do maintenance work in the hospital, Father. We thank you, Father, for them. We thank you, Father, that uh, we get to get a glimpse of their world and know what it is to wear a face mask because we would never know what that is if it wasn't for COVID. And, Father, we know that whatever is going on in the world, that you are in control of it. And we thank you, Father, for that, because we honor you and we adore you. Amen. See, I just want to just, just, just keep you encouraged to know that whatever you're looking at and whatever you're seeing, you know, and you're like, man, this can't happen for me, man. There's no way it's going to happen, man. The enemy just always beat me up. Everybody gets in and get ahead of me. No, they ain't getting ahead of you today. You know, they ain't going to get ahead of you today because I'm here to share with you that you have victory in the name of Jesus. And, and if we just obey his word, we'll see it happen. And I'm going to read uh, James chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. It says, But let him act in faith with no doubt, for the one who doubts is like a wave of a sea that is driven and tossed by the winds. But that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. You know, uh, when you look at this, I want you to understand that uh, what it says about the double-minded person, it says he's like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. You know, when you, when you, I, I know if you've, been to, if you've been to the lake or been to the ocean, and you see how those waves just rushing back, they seem to be out of control. And so what James is trying to allude to is that uh, the person is going one way, and then he slides back another way. In other words, he's believing God, or she's believing God, then she goes back this way. It's like going adrift. You know, I used to be in the Navy, so uh, I know what it is to be out to sea uh, in rough waters. And I, I you know, know what it is to see how the, the sea rages, in other words. So yet this, the sea can be very unfriendly. That's why I love reading the gospel when I read about uh, the disciples when they was on a boat and they thought that Jesus didn't care. He thought they thought they was going to drown and die, but Jesus was asleep. And the reason why, see, God knows everything. God knew that even when he was asleep, he was in control. <laughs> if you get this, you get you you get a nugget. God is always in control. In one of the Psalms, this is what it says: God neither slumbers nor sleep. So what that means is God is always watching over us. In other words, we have a God who's not going on vacation. Uh, he's not going to tell you he's too busy. He's not going to tell you, oh, you're going to have to wait in line. There's no head of the line. There's always head of the line with God because guess what? The head of the line is called neology. If you want to know what neology is, it just means getting on your knees and calling on the name of the Lord. And so uh, I just wanted just to encourage you to know that. But, you know, James also uses this double mind again in the book of James, 
chapter 4, verse 8. Like I said, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. See, what you know, like I said, to seek the kingdom of God and his, his righteousness, everything depends upon you drawing near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinner, and purify your heart, you double-minded, in other words. See, when you begin to put your eyes on God, guess what happens? The problem gets smaller. Don't look so big. Yeah, the enemy, gonna, he going to wage war because the man is a battlefield. But you got to know who you serve. In James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25, this is what he says. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself for if anyone is to hear the word and not a doer of the word, he is like a man who looks intently at his nature, his natural face, in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and once forget what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseverance being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doings. And so James is saying in this, in James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25, you know, say like, uh, I, I might go into the bathroom. I look in the mirror, see myself, and I might feel good at that moment, but then once I walk out, I forget what I saw. In other words, I don't even remember what I seen. So I want you to understand that God is capable and able to do whatever he needs to do for you. In other words, so we get to hold on to God. You know, like in Peter, uh, chapter one, uh, I mean, Peter, 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 book Peter number one, verses five to eight, Peter says this, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. What Peter's saying in first Peter, Chapter 5, verse 8, is that the enemy, uh, he walks around like a, a roaring lion. And this is what I want you to see about the, about the devil, your adversary. It says he walks around. He's not God. God can be everywhere. And so he walks around seeking whom he can devour. In other words, he's looking for that person who's going to waver and doubt that God can do it. In other words, so whatever you believe in God for you know, I don't know what it could be. It can be, like I said, it could be a job. It could be uh, a relationship. It could be uh, health. It could be that your child returns home. It could be that, you know, your distant relative that y'all make up. Uh, and I pray that if anyone's going through these circumstances and they're alone and they feel like they don't know what to do, I pray that God steps in and brings them deliverance. And uh, I want you to look at... Uh, We'll look at James uh, chapter 1, verse 22 again. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. That means sometimes we got to put our faith in practice. And we have to be about God's business of doing the things that we need to do. So if you're feeling discouraged today, I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind that you can never be alone. And, you know, uh, I, got, I got another nugget for y'all because this is... Uh, one of the things I've been meditating on in Matthew 6 
verse 24. This is what it says. <coughs> I'm so glad to share this with you. It says, no one can serve two masters, but either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mind. <coughs> so it like is a double-minded person to someone. You can't serve two masters. In other words, this is why a person becomes double-minded, because they are listening to, they believe in God in one sense, but then they're, they're drifting off. And just like in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 24, where it says that you can't serve two masters. So you have to make up your heart mind today that uh, regardless of what I'm facing, what I'm going through, the promise is real. In other words, whatever promise God, God gave you, I want you to know that the promise is real, and it can come to pass. But it comes to pass by us persevering in our faith and trusting God and not leading to our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all his ways so that he can direct our paths. So uh, this is what I want you to want you to know, that God loves you, that there's nothing that God won't do for you. He would turn your situation around. In 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, this is what Peter says. Beloved, do not surprise at the fiery trials when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share in Christ's suffering that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Sometimes we're going to go through some things like some fiery uh, trials. And, you know, and Peter is saying, hey, don't get discouraged about it. Hold on, hang on, hang on in there. Because to suffer and to suffer for Christ, there's, a, there's such a victory in it. Because, uh, like I said, what you do for God, God opens rewards. So whatever, you, whatever you're going through right now, like I said, I don't know what it is, but I love you and I'm praying for you. And I want you to send in your prayer requests. I want to be able to pray for you. I want to be able to speak God's word into your life. I want you to enjoy this podcast. I, you know, I enjoy sharing what God is sharing with me to you. And, you know, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 says this. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from, from every defilement of the body and spirit. Bring holiness to completion in the fear of God. So what that means is that we have to take care of this body and mind that God has given us. In other words, we got to check ourselves sometimes. In other words, you know, when we feel discouraged, I want you to be able to check yourself and say, hey, man, I got I to gotta pick myself up. I got to trust and believe in my God that he can do anything and everything that he said he can do. I'm not going to let, you know, anyone say anything. And I want to talk about this mirror, this mirror situation again found in James. It says... Our fellowship can mirror our double-mindedness, wrote James. Do, do wealthy church members receive special treatment when they come into your assembly? The Greek for assembly is translated elsewhere as congregation and synagogue. James addressed the conduct of Christians in their assembly. In some congregations, James, in James' day, the rich apparently garnered more respect and qualified for better seats than did the poor. As a, as, a, as a result, James abonished the congregation not to show partiality among yourselves, 
by having people sitting in arrangements follow some rank or pecking or dealing or deals of wealth and stature to what was going on in the early church because you had a little status and prestige you got to sit you know ahead of somebody but you know James was rebuking them for this you know and James knew that they was practicing hypocrisy and he wanted that to change because you know uh, we all we all are equal you know if, if anyone think that he's more godly than someone else shame on him because he's not if anybody think that he has more knowledge than anyone about the Bible shame on him because he doesn't because anybody who talks about God is someone who's dependent upon God there's no way I can do this without God there's no way I can say anything to you about God unless God is giving me that to say. So I'm a very humble and sincere person because I know that I'm the least of the least. I don't deserve the goodness that God gives me, but guess what? I accept it because I know that he loves me. And because he loves me, he cares about me like he cares about you. So I want to encourage you with that, you know, that God loves you. And whatever you're going through, I want you to know Whatever's in your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. And I want you to live a, a life of victor, vic, victory. I don't want you to uh, have to be like a wave tossed to and from, don't know which way you're going, what you're going to do because you undecided. I want you to know that the promise is real. Whatever God is promising you, whatever you believe in it, I don't want you to lose sight. I don't want you to give up on it. I want you to believe God until you see it to come to pass. And I, I want you to say, hey, hey, Danny, I write right to you, man. Hey, I was, I was in dire need. We prayed. We trusted God, and God did it. This is what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the testimonies that you're going to share with me. I'm excited about uh, hearing from you. I'm excited about knowing that you're living, living in victory. I'm excited that God is going to do some great things for you. He's going to help you. He's going to make you be confident in him. In other words, that when you speak his name, you can speak it in boldness. You can declare that he's a good God and that he loves his people. He loves us, in other words. And the Bible says he loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son. So I just want to conclude my message. First of all, let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. But as I said, the title of this message is very simple. The promise is real. So whatever God has promised you, it's going to come to pass because we're going to stand in agreement and we're going to pray. And I'm going to close out in prayer. And I thank you for listening to me today. Oh, I have some more exciting things to talk about, but this is what I'm going to say. Oh, precious Father, I thank you for today. I thank you, Father, for allowing me to be able to share your word with your people. I thank you, God, that you know that you created this podcast, that you are not alone. So all the people right now who feel like they're alone know that they're not alone. They know that you love them. They know that Danny Hampton loved them. Father, I'm asking them not to be afraid to send their prayer requests and send so we can have testimony, so we can have shout, that we can have victory. And I uh, just want to just pray for them, Father, that all those who suffer with illness, those who need a job, those who worry about how they're going to pay their rent, how they're going to pay the gas and light bill, how are they going to get from one point to the next point? I ask you to do it for them, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, we pray. And I want you to say once again, this is Danny Hampton, your host 
of the podcast. You're not alone. Thanks for listening. I pray that you have victory. I pray that you have a great day today. I'm lifting you up before the throne of God. Have a blessed day. In Jesus' name, amen.